We are we recording? We are recording. <laughs> Let me pour some of my weed. Okay. I've still got some. Keep it close. <laughs> yeah, I keep it close. Okay. Okay. And welcome to episode 18 of C3, Crystals, Cauldrons, and Cocktails. I'm Ren. And I'm River. And today we are going to be talking about wands. But first. But first. What, what are we drinking? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. We are drinking mead in honor of Lamas. And speaking of. We forgot. We did. <laughs> Um, well, we forgot to record about it. Yes. We didn't forget about Lamas. Yes, we just forgot to record about we it. We forgot so. to talk about it last episode, which is probably good because we went on for an hour yeah. about crystals last week. So yeah. it's probably good. I wish we could have done like a bonus episode. That's what we should have done. Oh, that is what we should have done. Yeah. Well, happy belated Lamas. Yes. Yeah, Lamas falls on August 1st every year, and it's the celebration of the first of the three annual harvest festivals. And harvest was a very important time to our ancestors. Um, this one had special significance because a good grain harvest meant more than uh, just bread and beer, although, you know, beer is very important. Mm -hmm. um, it meant that the seed would be available to gather and store for planting the next year. So it was basically all about survival to our ancestors yeah. um, and the celebration of survival. Traditional Lugnasa or Lama celebrations have included hand fastings, which of course are weddings, mm -hmm. feastings, dedication of the first fruits of the harvest festival, and feats of strength and sport. It was a it was a fun, joyous occasion. Yeah. Yeah. How did you celebrate? I baked some bread mm -hmm. and I just sat around, drank mead, baked some bread. I love that smell of homemade bread. My homemade bread is special. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying on new recipes every now and then. Mm -hmm. I I know how to do um, keto bread and normal bread. And I, I like to experiment with the breads. Mm -hmm. And so I love to bake. And I'm not saying I'm a good baker. <laughs> I'm just saying I love to bake. And so okay. I, I bake I some bread. I love that smell. Yeah. Um, I was actually out of town, but I did have some wonderful food and feasting and that kind of thing while I, I was know. out of town. I know. You sent some really delicious looking pictures. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I sent you good energy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Let's get into wands. Okay. So, a wiki definition of a wand mm -hmm. is... That a wand is a thin, lightweight rod that is held with one hand and is traditionally made out of wood, mm -hmm. but may also be made out of other materials such as metal or plastic. Oh, yeah. Or like glass or clay or gemstones or actually bone. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about those. Mm -hmm. And then long versions of wands are often styled in forms of staves, mm -hmm. which... I had never even thought of like a staff as a wand or anything mm -hmm. like that. So I thought that was really cool. And so which the staffs, which could have large um, ornamentation on the top. Yeah, there's actually a 13th century Latin grimoire, which uh, 
was about talked about magic. It was called the Oathbound Book of Honorius, mm-hmm. and it actually mentions two types of magical sticks: the wand and the staff. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I saw something about that, mm-hmm. but I was I just kind of overlooked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when I read and do my notes. I skim like mm-hmm. the past passages to figure like sl- I look for key words, and if I see something that's like blah blah blah, I'm like, oh, that's not important. <laughs> and then now and then you always end up retouching yeah, on those, and I'm just I, like, Oop. I get sucked into the research. I, research is actually one of my favorite things. I love doing it all my whole entire all the way high school college. Yeah, I feel like I'll enjoy it more after I've graduated. Yeah, you're still in school. I've been doing school for my whole life, and I'm tired of it. So I have learned to be really good at fluffing my Uh paragraphs and Mm -hmm. skimming, Yeah, which is not what I need for this. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in modern times, wands are usually associated with stage magic or Mm -hmm. supernatural magic, but there have been other uses all stemming from origins, meaning like, hold on, my nose is like really like stuffy. You need to go back to the beach. Yeah. (laughs) It's allergies, I swear. All stemming from the original meaning as a synonym of rod, Mm -hmm. which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And a stick that is used for reaching, pointing, drawing in the dirt, directing at other people is one of the earliest and simplest of tools. Yeah. Magic wands and wizard staffs or staves, I guess, help to concentrate and direct your own personal power. So they're used to collect, store, direct, and finally release energy to and from a certain point. Mm Mm-hmm. So a little bit of history. Mm-hmm. I thought that the history was really cool on wands. I've mm-hmm. never looked into wands Me until neither. until this, and so wands are seen to date back to prehistoric times, which mm-hmm. I feel like everything dates I back think, to prehistoric times. <laughs> I think so too. It is said that during the middle middle kingdom of Egypt times, which I know that's that's that was the only way I could paraphrase it. Okay, but middle kingdom of Egypt in okay. those times. Birth tusks, also known as wands, were used in birthing ceremonies, and they were made of hippopotamus tusks that were split down the middle. Huh. And it is connected to the hippopotamus goddess of childbirth, which I did not know. I did not know there was a hippopotamus goddess of childbirth. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. Um, ancient healers would often use a wand-like tool, such as a twig or a small branch, to help them cast out evil spirits from the bodies of their patients. Mm-hmm. So these evil spirits were thought to be the cause of disease back then. Yeah. And once the evil spirits were cast out, then the healer would continue on to use their herbal remedies, which mm-hmm. we've talked about the different herbs. Yeah. The concept of magic wands were used by the ancient Greek um, and writer like Homer. Mm-hmm. In his epic poems, the Iliad and the Odyssey, which I feel like most people know. Yeah, I think so. We learn it in school, yeah. but I'm thinking, because we're in America, so oh, I'm thinking American yeah. schooling, so I don't yeah. know anything like how, what other schools teach, but we know these really well. Mm-hmm. We are raised on these from basically elementary school, mm-hmm. so that in the Odyssey and the Iliad, this is where it's called a rod. 
And mm-hmm. in those books, and I think those in those books, the Odyssey specifically, and what I'm referencing to now, mm-hmm. Homer wrote that magic wands were used by three different gods, namely Hermes, Athena, and I can't pronounce this one. Circe. Circe. Okay, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't piece mm-hmm. it together. But yeah, I thought that was cool. That's interesting. Yeah, another version of the magic wand and staff was called the blasting rod. And this was a magical tool used to cast protection spells, ward off harmful magic, and to cast out and destroy evil spirits. I've never heard of a blasting rod. No, I haven't either. Interesting. And I feel like with the consistency of the use of rod for wand, I should have gone back through in my research and typed in, like, which rod. Oh, good point. Yeah, I didn't That's, think to do no, that either. No, I didn't either until just now. I'm, like, connecting the dots as we sit here and talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now you're like, wands. What am I supposed to do with them today? Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's. I feel like we have that connotation of, like, it's only supernatural magic that we mm-hmm. use wands for. Mm-hmm. So wands can be bought anywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're very popular out they, there today. They really are. So... Obviously, Universal Studios mm-hmm. because of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also buy them on Amazon, and I feel like they are more towards like the Harry Potter genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can buy them off Amazon, Etsy, online, really, and even places like Target. Yeah, actually, our person that our company that does our merch, Dragoncraft Creations. They have wands, and I went to look them up so I could talk about the different styles and stuff and yeah. get an idea about what they look like. And they're all sold out right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Bummer. Oh, that's that's actually really that's good. I for mean, them. I guess it's I mean, good for them, yeah, but I wanted to look at them today. Yeah. <laughs> the opportunities are endless with the choices of wands. Like when it comes to wanting to purchase a wand, mm-hmm. it just depends on which one chooses you. Mm-hmm. And we all know and love the Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. which is where most of the wands are sold by. Mm-hmm. This is the main massive witchcraft movie out there, in my opinion, that like, if you think about, oh, witches, witchcraft, people are like, oh, Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Or I can't even think of another one off the top of my head. I mean, there's obviously practical magic, but that's not as massive as Harry Potter. Yeah. Harry Potter went viral. I mean, it's it- like a main, it's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a... A millennial thing. Mm-hmm. Like, millennials grew up with Harry, Harry Potter. Potter yeah. So it's, like, embedded in their blood, like, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. And so, but, of course, witchcraft is more than Harry Potter. Right. And real rich, which, wow, wow. Real witches today use them. And I personally don't, but I'm not opposed to trying. You know, yeah. like, I'm not opposed to it. I just have never looked into it yeah, for I myself. Yeah, I either. So yeah. that was kind of why I wanted to go look at Dragoncraft Creations to see what are they? What do they really look like? Yeah. I don't have one. Yeah. Some practitioners may own only one wand for conducting their magic, while others may have a whole collection of wands, you know, one for each type of the magic ritual that they perform. Yeah. Did you know, by the way, that rabdomancy, I think it's rabdomancy, refers to divination or fortune telling using rods or wands. Basically, it's a dowser. You know how dowsers, which are also considered water witches, they use a divining rod to try to find water. Our, our ancestors, that's still actually used today. Um, but they use these rods to find water or minerals. Oh. So dowsing rods 
And divining rods can also be used to locate hidden objects or buried treasures. Um, they're shape, they come in varied and form. Uh, some of them are like this double Y, I guess, a, a mm-hmm. Y t- type shape where the stem of the Y is what points outward to try to divine where things are. Yeah. You can use all kinds of wood to make divining rods and the dowser would hold the rods and they would hold it loosely while they're walking along and the the rods would twitch in the water witch's hands, letting them know with if they were near a source of water. Oh. So water ri- witching is fairly imprecise because it might be over water, but you don't know how far down you're going to have to drill to get to that water. Yeah. So, you know, usually it's used in conjunction with a, a well drilling company in today's world. Yeah. Um, to help decide the best site to drill for water on a property. there There's actually an example I came across of using a divining or dousing rod in finding a thief. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, are they similar? Sorry to... That's okay. Are they similar to those rods that are used to communicate with the dead or spirits or... I, I think so. ...things on the other side? Yes. Okay. That so, I was just clarifying. I mean, but they have different uses. So okay. on July 5th, 1692, at 10 o'clock p.m., how, how they documented this, I have no idea. Okay. A wine merchant and his wife were found murdered in Lyons. Since the authorities didn't find any trace of the killer, on the initiative of a private person, this Jacques Amar, a rich peasant who was known for his ability to find metal and aquifer veins as well as thieves and murderers with his magic wand he was called in to help to investigate of course amir immediately said that his wand was pulling him in three different directions so that there should be three killers oh he followed the wand's directions for several miles both on land and water and finally found the person which he pointed to as the murderer the subject denied his involvement, but was executed anyway, as the court managed to get some confessions from him. Wow. I know. That's... And that's a real documentation from that time frame. That's awful for the person, because <laughs> he denied it. I mean, obviously, anybody can den- like deny anything, mm-hmm. but like... Well, and then he was probably tortured to get the confessions yeah. out of him. yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that that's an actual use of a dousing rod back in 1692. Wow. Um, modern witch wands are used to channel and direct magical energy. Mm-hmm. They're thought to contain gentle power, which is often used to invite and encourage rather than command. Witch wands represent both the air and fire elements and are often used to cast circles for rituals and spell work. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of makes sense. You know, I feel like trees have energies. And so it makes sense that a wand from a tree, if you if that's the item that you chose to make your wine, wand from, that it would have its own innate energy as well. Yeah. Due to its phallic nature, a witch wand is considered a masculine tool. So is the athame. You, you know, you really need to balance the male and female energies in your altar. And so you've got tools that are considered masculine and tools that are considered feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, And the wand is a masculine tool. 
It's symbolic of a witch's power is seen as an extension of the witch using it. So it's also, as I said, symbolic of the masculine power, the air and fire elements. And because of its stronger association with the air element, it is symbolic of communication, logic, and intellect, which you were talking about the rods that are used for communication. I mean, yeah. it, it is, and yeah. it is considered an air element tool. Yeah. So. Yeah. So now how do you, if you want to make one, how, do, how would you make one? Yeah. So back in that 13th century book I was talking about earlier, it says that the wand is smaller and thinner and should be made from hazel wood or the wood of another nut tree. Oh. It goes on to be more specific, adding that the branch has to be virgin wood, meaning new growth, or and it must be cut from the tree using a single stroke, and that this must occur on sunrise on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. And only then will the wand be powerful. Oh, what's so... Okay, wait, wait. What is so powerful about a Wednesday? I have no idea. And a sunrise on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do a whole episode on the days of the week and what the power holds of the days of the week. Like, I didn't know. What's interesting, I mean, that was from the 13th century. And now there are um, treatises and writings out there that say you don't want to take it from a live tree because you might offend the tree spirits or Uh, whatever. But you can if you ask permission first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, The type of one that... Um, that blasting rod I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. They say blackthorn with its sharp thorns was a common material to create blasting rods. Oh. Uh, the thorns were thought to provide additional protection against negative influences such as demons and other malicious spirits. And it's the blasting rod that he was talking about that had to be cut on a, tr- a virgin tree or a tree of less than one year's growth on the day of Mercury which is considered Wednesday. Oh. At sunrise, with the finished length being approximately 19 inches long. And then you draw certain sigils or symbols into or carve them into that rod to make this blasting rod. That's really cool. Yeah, it's just very strange. It's it's interesting. It is interesting. I like to think about I like to think about things like this, so I'll probably think about it later today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, while making a wand, what do you choose? You know, like, you have to take into consideration what type of material you want to use. Right. I probably, I, I don't know, I like the idea of the clay. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, make your own, like, from out of earth. clay from the earth. And mm-hmm. first, I would probably do wood. I mean, Probably. It is it's the most more common, yeah, traditional, traditional. But I do like the idea of clay. Mm-hmm. So, while researching, I found that certain types of wood are better for certain types of wands. Mm-hmm. So, oak is a sacred wood, and it offers longevity and, or is it longevity? Longevity. Longevity and great growth. So if you need something for great growth or anything like that, then you choose oak. Mm -hmm. Birch is said to hold love energy. So if you want to harness love or use a lot of love magic or do love magic and and spells, then birch is the way to go. 
Mm-hmm. Ash is the best wood for healing and gen- like general magic. So if you're just going to be using it generally in your spell casting or whatever you're going to use your wand for, ash is the best way. Yeah, I found a whole list and I've got even more at the end of this that we can go through. Okay. Um, like the almond, almond trees, like all nut trees are associated with fertility and prosperity. Cedar magical associations include consecration, immortality, prophecy, prosperity, protection, and purification. Okay. The elder tree was supposed to provide protection from from witches. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) In addition to granting uh, great healing power to whomever possessed it. Mm -hmm. Um, Wands made from the elder tree were... um, could also be used to summon up storms. Oh. And it was because it was believed that lightning would never strike an elder tree. (gasps) I love that. I've never, I don't know if that's a true thing or what, I don't know, but that's what this said. And the elder tree is also a tree of regeneration and fulfillment. Okay. The elm tree is a tree of strength, intuition, and meditation and is another wood that supposedly offers protection from lightning. Mm-hmm. It is a good wood to use when you're working a love spell or charm. Okay. Maple is a tree of love, harmony, peace, and prosperity. It will help you bring balance and harmony. It's kind of that yin-yang energy. Mm-hmm. It is a popular uh, wand material and helps awakens one intuition and creativity. Oh, you is also a powerful magical material and has associations with both life and death. This is another tree that can be used in magical rituals that focus on honoring one's ancestors or recently deceased loved ones. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I've got more, but we can get into that later if we yeah. have time. Yeah, I also want to say that any material you feel is fit for you and what you want to use it for is perfect because we're not saying oh you have to use this material i feel like there's no hard line like to draw when creating your own wand i mean witchcraft is very subjective yes. so so should your tools be yeah 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 it's whatever you feel is fit for you and mm-hmm. i feel like that's very important to say mm-hmm. i agree so now now that we know what wood, and we specifically talked about wood, mm-hmm. but now we know what each one means, now you can go and search for it. So mm-hmm. you can Google an area of the wood that you want, go to it, and find one on the ground, mm-hmm. or you can take it from nature or the tree itself, but you mm-hmm. have to make sure to ask before. Mm-hmm. You ask before you take And also, I just want to add, you can take a walk and see what calls to you, even if that walk is to an arts and crafts store. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It is. I feel like we can get a lot of things from stores and like Michael's is usually the one that I go to, Mm -hmm. but I live in a small, well, not small town, but like it's small in size, but it's large in people. Yeah. But we have like our own downtown like personal what mm-hmm. is the word i'm going for like I don't know. like family owned crafts oh, which yeah. i love i yeah, love me to support too. the family that's why i like etsy so much mm-hmm. yeah so i have one of those downtown my town and i would go to that mm-hmm. for okay. sure 
So how long should it be? There's there's really no, you know, like, yeah. like you keep saying, it's up to you. But a common length of a wand is that it measures from the crook of your elbow to just past your middle finger. Oh, that's a long that's, wand. That is a very long wand. Just a preface, preface, guys. I'm very tall. Mm. I'm 5'10". Mm-hmm. Very tall. And my arms are not short. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not disproportional, like, unproportional so at all. Your so. wand would almost be a staff. <laughs> yeah, mine, <laughs> mine would almost be a staff. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> not really, no. Uh, I mean, personally, I think it's whatever feels right to you. It could be a small wand. Whatever yeah. gives you that feeling of being able to amplify your magic and put your magic through it yeah it's gonna speak to you you're gonna find something and you'll just know Mm -hmm. yeah so i I, you know there is no hard and fast rule but i did find that interesting yeah that that is interesting i've never heard of that before yeah so once you find your material you can take it and cleanse it with sage cleanse it however run it under running water in a in a river um, any way you see fit. Seriously, it's your wand. Any way you want. There is no wrong answer to what it, your wand should be. Like, it is yours. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I came across a whole bunch of different things about that. One website said that you can perform a simple dedication ceremony to mm-hmm. fill your wand with your own personal energy and your positive intentions. You raise your wand to the sky, whether it's in the daytime for the sun or the nighttime for the moon, depending on what kind of magic you're going to be using it for. Yeah. And you kind of amplify it that way. You, you do that ceremony and become bonded, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Another way to cleanse is, like you said, you can do a light smoke bundle, whether it's sage or whatever. Um, whatever you feel. Wave, wave your wand through mm-hmm. it. To purify it, I like to use Himalayan salt. That's just a thing oh, yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, Uh, But like you said, you can use running water, depending on if it's made of clay, you may not be able to. It depends on how it's sealed. Yeah. If you decide to make it out of clay, I feel like a good idea would be before making it, you run the clay and cleanse it with your water and everything, let it dry, and then you can make it or however. I don't know how clay really works. I've been interested in doing pottery and stuff. So Mm -hmm. like once I do that, I'll let y'all know. Well, I feel like also with clay you know just kneading it with your hands you can imbue it with your own positive energy as you're making it if you're making it yourself yeah 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 i feel like there's a way to cleanse Mm -hmm. anything i mean i guess you don't necessarily have to use water for the clay either Mm -hmm. i mean and you can even do it in the different phases of the moon if you want to charge it yeah you know as we've talked about moon magic different phases are good for different things so yeah yeah. So you can also etch runes or symbols into it to resemble your practice. Oh, good idea. I really like this idea and I don't remember which site it was. I have it I have it In I'm gonna notes. have it posted. posted. Yeah. But it was really cool because one of the pictures that popped up as like an example was it was just a heart. It was just like an example etched into wood. Mm-hmm. But I was I never thought of that before. Like I thought it that was so cool of like having your own magic etched into your wall. You know, you could use what is that called where you burn, you know, they have those tools that look like pins, yeah. but they're really hot. I think you, those are etching pins. Oh, is it etching? I, I, I feel like it's etching. Okay. 
That would be so cool. It it would be. I think that that's an awesome idea. Huh. You and you know what you decorate your wand with can increase the power or intention of it. So you always want to make sure that you do everything you do in an informed yes and intentional way. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I do have some just to to talk about a few decorations and what they mean, like amethyst. If you want to put amethyst on your wand. That is connected to healing, sleep, psychic communication, and knowledge. Brass is communication, abundance, and protection. Mm -hmm. Clear quartz would be power, protection, general magic. Copper, apparently, is healing, prosperity, love, and luck. Uh, But that kind of thing. So you want to look into what associations the materials you're decorating it with. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) the crap out of your foot (laughs) but yeah for sure i want to i feel like for me it's known that i'm not going to do anything that i i'm not comfortable with yet or i don't fully understand yet but it is very important that you fully understand like what you're doing do your research before you do it because you don't want to mess with things that you don't understand right and your intent is huge so mm-hmm. try to be focused whenever you're doing yeah. anything with and if magic. you're not that's fine stand up walk around clear mm-hmm. your head even come back to it in another day like you mm-hmm. don't have to do it in that moment right. don't feel rushed because that's when you're rushed that's when things aren't very clear mm-hmm. so then the wand is yours and to it's the, the it's yours to spell cast it's yours to do whatever you, know? you want to yeah with. it's whatever you feel your inspiration your form or wh- whatever you could just use it for its energy i mm-hmm. probably wouldn't use it for spell casting i would use it i have this thing where i like new things and it releases serotonin like i get okay. dopamine i get so excited when i get new things it's a form of my adhd okay but with new things and like let's say I get a new wand and I put it on my altar or I put it with my crystals, I get so excited and that type of energy helps me. Yes. So even though I wouldn't use it for a moment in time, because it's new, because I'm excited about it, that's when I would have that type of energy that I would need for myself. I think I might get one to use for casting the circles. Mm-hmm. Which we probably should do an episode about. Yes. Uh, circle casting. Yes, that would be. Um, did you know that in the tarot cards, they have a suit of wands in the yes. tarot cards? Yes. Yeah. So, and that, those, that suit represents creative energy, passion, charisma, spirituality, and ambition. So you use the suit of wands when you're working with tarot cards to help tap into your magical and creative spirit from within. Mm-hmm. And this is something I had no idea. You know, modern playing card decks? Yeah. The suit of wands has become the suit of clubs. Oh. I had no idea. So the clubs are the wands. Wands, yeah. Oh. Isn't that fascinating? That's so cool. So whenever, like, you play with a deck of cards, you're, like, playing with a deck of wands. Isn't that neat? That's cool. Yeah, that is very, very cool. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if y'all want to hear more. Oh, I was going to say you can also use essential oils to imbue on your wand. Oh, oh, yeah, that's a good about, idea. Yeah, and, you know, the properties of the plant, the herbs that you might get your essential oils yeah. from can add strength to your wand. Yeah, I can't remember. You just rub it into your wand with, yeah. a, with a cloth or whatever. I love that idea. See, like, 
anything that you want to do to your wand, do it. Because, like, we are sitting here and we're just rambling about things that you could do, but we're, mm-hmm. it's definitely not everything that you can do. Mm-hmm. Like, right. Like, you can do whatever you want. And, like that one article said, you don't have to have just one wand. Yeah. You might have one that you feel like to cast circles with, mm-hmm. or you might have one that you want to do, I don't know, other, other kind of dousing with. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I would probably have one just to sit on my altar and then one to just play with like uh-huh. and then just one that sits in the kitchen yeah, like <laughs> I can see this is going to be my new thing to collect. I'm, honey, I need another one. I need like, another one. Woman, you've got 5. What more do you need? Yeah. Oh, more. <laughs> more. It's just like crystals. I Me have been too. dying to go back to a crystal shop and We've got to do that at some point. Uh, my husband looks at me and he's like you already have crystals. What, mm-hmm. what more do you need? And I was like, yeah, well, I don't have this and this and this and this. You need and more. I want one of those big tower yeah. ones. I have a small one, but the big tower ones, I need it. Yeah, we'll have to go. We'll leave the husbands behind. Yes, and we'll, we'll go. <laughs> and we'll go. We'll go. Oh. We'll just, oh, we're just... We're just going to brunch. We'll be back. And then, like, come back with, like, boxes full of crystals. Yeah, my husband's used to that already. So not just crystals, but other things. Yeah. I'll I'll be back. And then I come back. He's like, woman, I thought you were going to go to the post office. I'm like, well, yeah, I did go to the post office. But I also went to this place and this place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Yes. That's all that I have. Me too. So you guys can find us on all of our social medias at C3 Witchy Podcast. Yes? Yes. Yes. I got a little confused for a second. www.c3witchypodcast.com. It's our website. And all of our social medias are Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, yes. And... Those are also all linked on, linked onto our website, mm-hmm. as well as all the links to our merch and our Patreon, where we do have a patron. I'm, I still am so excited about that. I know, me too. I'm so, just so yes, excited. If, if you are enjoying this show, please come support us. It does yes. take time and effort and money to to do this, which we love doing it. Yeah. But any help you could give would be wonderful. It's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have, and we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.